0: The net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff.
1: I'm Louisa Heron.
2: I don't know why I said that. In
0: a yeah, you sounded you sounded like a superhero, like you were proclaiming your will to clean up this.
1: City. Oh, see, yeah. I thought you sounded like a hard boiled detective in an alley, and you're taking a drag off your cigarette, and then you're just barely saying, "I'm Jeff." No,
2: I was the exact cross between those two, Batman. Yeah, Batman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man, can
0: you imagine if
1: Batman smoked cigarettes? How cool he would be, burning up his <laughs> rubber have, face mask.
0: <laughs> there has to be a comic where he, or Bruce Wayne at least, would be smoking cigarettes, right?
1: Yeah, going well, back as far as he what does. That, yeah.
2: What does that have to do with Batman, though?
1: <laughs> okay, good point.
2: Yeah. Let's see, Batman smoking a cigarette. Oh, maybe I'll type that into
0: dolly. E <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, You're just going to get a bunch of people's tattoos, I feel like. Is that a thing people would get a tattoo of? Like Marilyn Monroe with a gun for some reason?
2: Uh, No, that's badass.
0: (laughs) Which one, Batman smoking a cigarette or Marilyn Monroe holding a gun?
2: Marilyn Monroe holding
1: a gun. Wow, I really didn't say her name, did I? Marilyn (laughs) Monroe. What? What if If you got a tattoo of Batman holding a gun? Because he would never do that. You're a little bit twisted. Scandalous.
0: That's what the Joker has. Yeah, he's got a tattoo of Batman holding a gun. Oh, that's what Jared Leto should have gotten tattooed on his forehead instead of broken or whatever. Oh, it would
1: make Batman so angry. I don't He's like, God, you can't do that. Broken? Oh, that be- That's so sad. It was damaged. They are the,
0: They mean the same thing. They're synonyms. No,
2: Broken <laughs> is so much more miserable to me. The Joker had Broken on his tattoo of his forehead. He's just like, he's not smiling. Mm-hmm. He's not even trying to kill Batman. He's just like, I don't...
0: Oh, uh, that would be a good twist for the Joker if he was trying to lull Batman into a false sense of security by looking like he was going through deep depression. <laughs> the dep-
1: depressed Joker is my new favorite, yeah. I'm imagining him with one of those discount stickers on his forehead that says Irregular Stop.
0: Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like, I like the idea of a manic-depressive Joker.
1: Do you? I, I feel like this... most... Writers in the '90s also like that idea and probably wrote him that way.
2: Well, we only get the manic; we don't get. The yeah, impressive. I
1: would really like. Yeah. I would really
0: like to see one where he, you know, uh, kills Commissioner Gordon or whatever, and then goes back to his uh, circus-themed hideout <laughs> and is just like, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> like, you know, turning off all the lights and like kicking a horse off the carousel or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he uh, pushes the mayor off the tallest building in Gotham. He's like.
1: <sighs> and then he gets instantly caught every time because he lies in bed for the next 10 days and Batman <laughs> finds him.
0: <laughs> no, only... that's him. That's uh, like, if he kept going out, he'd get caught. That's why he's so powerful, is because he lays lo- oh. low without even realizing it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, and all the policemen are like, I can't believe this guy. He commits these terrible crimes and then he's able to lay low for a whole month afterwards.
2: Yep. <laughs> Uh, I can't, it's just, I can't be bothered to go all the way across town to the abandoned candy factory.
0: am just gonna get a <laughs> hotel room. Hey, Mr. J, did you hear that they're, uh, dedicating a clown painting at the Gotham Museum? Maybe you want to go steal that? Eh. Uh, no. N- no, I no. didn't charge, I didn't charge my phone. <laughs> i catching up on, uh... Orange is the new black. I know I've been planning this heist for a month, but I just can't today.
1: (laughs) I stole a painting last
0: month. Whatever. Who cares? Oh, he's so
1: wily. He knew we were setting a chat for him, but he didn't come.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like a lot of the time when Batman, like, quote unquote, outsmarts someone, that person could just beat his trap by acting like a normal human and not always following exactly the same pattern. But I th- they can't
1: resist, they're all murder perverts. Yeah, exactly.
2: I thought you were gonna say that that person could just beat Batman's ass
1: when he shows yes. up. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> Batman uh, shows up with handcuffs and he's like what? No. And the guy just starts
0: punching him. <laughs> yeah, because the one thing that Batman has never had to do is punch someone. <laughs>
1: fights a lot of enemies who are thin, wispy gentlemen in tight suits, so I feel like they couldn't physically fight very well. Well, the
2: Joker seems to be able to fight pretty well, and he's the wispiest and most besuited of all the gentlemen.
0: Does he? Not all the Jokers would fight, though, physically. It's true. I One of the things that I like about the famous time that uh, the Joker killed somebody is that he, had, he did it with a crowbar, like... Mm-hmm. Implying that he couldn't just beat someone to death with his fists like every other person in Gotham, apparently. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I feel like most of the other ones use some kind of themed contraption to do their killing.
1: A bag full of money, full of gold coins to
2: beat
0: mm-hmm. someone to death, or head. just shackling you to carry always in a bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was. I remember with Jigsaw was in a Batman movie. I mean, he is a, he Batman, is villain. a Batman villain. Just a Batman. Just because Batman hasn't showed up in that series yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen.
2: He's just a ventriloquist, but you never see the puppet and the guy in the same room together. It's true. Uh, what does um, that
1: imply about ventriloquists? That They are the same as their puppets. Is that I know, your the, there's a Batman. just referring to a specific
0: ventriloquist who is a oh. character from Batman. You remember him. He's got Scarface as his puppet, and it, it's like a like an Al Capone-style little... Huh. This sounds display.
1: like more of a Dick Tracy villain. Similar. Uh, uh, I would
2: say yeah. that the puppet by itself could be a Dick Tracy villain, but <laughs> yes. that would be great. it had a puppeteer who was like a wienery kind of wussy guy, and you're like, is he the um, criminal, and
1: he's huh. pretending the puppet's alive? What's going on?
0: You don't remember this, Louisa? He was in the animated series that you watched.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, first of all, I'm not sure I watched the whole animated series, but second of all, no, I don't remember this guy.
0: Well, the whole animated series is on HBO Max, so (laughs) get on it. I only have HBO Medium. Oh. It is weird, though, because the way that they broke it up on HBO Max, there's season one, which is all of the good episodes, (laughs) and then season two is after the Bruce Timm left, and it was, like, extremely terrible animation all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. You know, my pet peeve about uh, streaming services is they'll show you a show, but sometimes you still have to go to Wikipedia, or whatever, to find out the order of things, or, like, when a season aired. Like, if you, if HBO, if you were presenting this to me, if you own this property, give me all the information about it. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to go somewhere else to find out where this movie fits into the seasons.
0: I also think we are at a stage now in pop culture where 100% of the time, as soon as someone stops binging whatever they're watching, their next move is to go to the internet and Google whether there's going to be another season or not. Mm-hmm. And, like, just show that. Like, yeah. if you've announced that you're going to do season two of Julia, which they have, thank God, <laughs> I just finished watching Juli- the season one of Julia last night, if it had just popped up, like, season two of Julia coming soon... It would have been great. I would have been excited. I would have been happy. More traffic for your site. Why Why drive me to com or whatever?
1: <laughs> Even worse, when, when HBO Max was airing new episodes of Our Flag Means Death, two came mm-hmm. out a week,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they never on that screen told you, hey, the season isn't over. There will be two more episodes next week. Why Ooh. the fuck wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Oh, there were gosh. a
0: couple episodes that ended in a good. What would have yeah. been a good ending for the yes. season?
1: <laughs> and the fact they well, didn't do a,
0: like
2: next time on our flag
0: means death. No, thing. no, they didn't. Huh. <laughs> that would have been a bit odd for the tone of the show. I feel. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, Yellow Jackets did it. That shows mostly about teenagers killing each other.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, when the season was half over, I, there were ten episodes. I think I was done episode five. And I had one left, and I was like, oh, well, is this the end of the season? Are there six episodes? I went to Wikipedia. It told me there were six episodes in the first season. And then after episode six aired, it told me there were ten episodes. So even the people writing Wikipedia didn't know, because HBO was keeping that information secret. Why? Why did you do that? (sighs) HBO's
0: activities around Our Flag Means Death have been weird across the board. They promoted the hell out of it before it ...aired and then immediately stopped when the first episode came out. Yeah.
1: Well, Um, I have this conspiracy theory that they never intended to make more than one... To pay for more than one season. And mm. then when it got popular, they suddenly had to figure out how to make more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, the the writer has said since before he got a second season that he had been planning on writing a second season. Oh,
1: sure. I'm sure he was, but I'm sure HBO also was like, eh, we'll just give this one season. It'll be a feather in our cap that we had a Tycho Waititi series, but no one's going to care about it because it's weird, so we'll just forget about it afterwards. But you know, it, maybe,
0: it, sure, it sure seems like they were very nervous that no one would watch it <laughs> before yeah, it yes. came out. Yes
1: and then nervous that people were watching it. They're watching it too much. <laughs>
0: yes. I feel like they wanted it to be like all of their weird, like good, but underground series like Doom Patrol. They were like, this is going to be another Doom Patrol <laughs> where eight <laughs> people watch it, but it's good, but no one cares.
2: Yeah. Uh, I really like that the DC Universe streaming service and app was like, successful enough that the pe- the producers knew it was good, but not successful enough to keep that service around, and it just all got folded into HBO Max.
0: I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I feel positively towards the, ser- the service HBO Max, because it's the only service that didn't say, oh, here's something that's working, let's break it into more pieces so that people have to pay for more subscriptions, and instead they went, oh, well here's something that's working, let's fold it into another subscription so that people can get both for one
1: subscription.
0: Thank Christ. I don't even care about the money, (laughs) but fucking having to go through six different streaming services that I pay for to figure out whether something I want to watch is on one of them is insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I think that HBO is, like, far and away leagues ahead the best of the streaming services, but its apps are all terrible. The interface is is total garbage. (laughs) Yes, the
1: interface is so bad. It's constantly telling me that I watched half a movie, that I finished all in one sitting. So where is it pulling that 45 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes number from?
0: Nobody knows. It's absolutely baffling. And like... (laughs) I will finish a ser- series, and then it'll start queuing up up next, and it'll be, like, episode four of that same series, because it's, like, forgotten that I watched that one episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I did! you I watched it on you, HBO! <laughs> even, if, <laughs> even if it was just HBO content,
2: it would still be in, like, the top three, but they also have every Warner Brothers show and yeah. movie ever, and- yep.
1: Like, and Turner Classic Turner Movies, movies <laughs> yes. Yeah. All
2: the like, films, yes. Yeah, let's not make it good. <laughs> let's not make it easy to access this treasure trove of content that would make us instantly kill Netflix right away. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is very hard to browse for stuff on there as well. Yes, I mean, I guess sure that's is. true of all the streaming services. I'm always like, there has to be a better way to present this information to me other than just me scrolling through algorithmically picked recommended for me things that all look terrible hmm. i don't know i know there's stuff that i wanted to watch out there but i can never remember what it is yeah, gotta write same. it down as
2: soon as you think of it
0: but the, i don't know do i want to live my life that way i don't know i think you do and i'm making all your decisions
2: from now on
1: oh, oh just God. Your life pitch
2: okay all right great <laughs> Yeah, well, no, now I need someone to make all my decisions for me, otherwise it's going to be too overwhelming. Louisa? Yep.
1: Okay, this is how we start our cult. Nice. Yep. And I'll just find someone to do it for me. Perfect. Um, oh, I'll do ah, it for you. Yeah, that was- <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we've done it. I just had my my schedule
0: open up a lot, so... <clears throat> uh, this is
2: going to be complicated. Let's rotate one person to the left. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, point of order, we are all gonna have ice cream for lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've nice. decided
0: there, good. Oh, man, I'm gonna make that cantaloupe ice cream that Ben and Jerry's forbade the public mm-hmm. from having
1: mm-hmm. this afternoon. Because
2: it made you people know. too horny. Do
0: <laughs> you know
1: about this? You guys know about this? I like that you described it as they forbade the public from yeah. <laughs> having it. But I do know about it, yes, go on.
0: Yeah. Uh, in, uh, when Ben and Jerry's was just one store in Massachusetts or wherever. Before it split Vermont. into Ben and Jerry's. Yes. <laughs> Um, they, uh, their most popular flavor was cantaloupe ice cream, which was made with real cantaloupe. And it's like, you mash up the cantaloupe and mix the juice in and all this stuff. Um, and it was hugely, hugely popular. But as soon as they became uh, a place that like shipped ice cream around the, the country, uh, they realized that the, the green of the cantaloupe turned brown after like a day of being in storage, no matter what you did. Um, and so they they decided they were just going to cancel that flavor everywhere except their one flagship store. And then I think they even stopped making it there. But uh, at one point in history, it was the most popular Ben & Jerry's flavor. But you can't buy it. You have to make it. So I'm going to try making it.
1: Pretty good. Do you like musk melons? I thought you didn't.
0: I do. I do not, but Jen loves them. So mm-hmm. I'm mainly doing it for curiosity for my sake and then handing the whole thing off to Jen to eat. <laughs>
1: Well, good. I hope it works out well. I want to hear about it.
0: Yep. Um, Musk Mellon is an indie band from 2012, I'm guessing. So,
1: <laughs> it does sound like it, huh? Yeah. Uh,
0: it's just Elon Musk claims that he invented fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- wait. <laughs> okay. No, I've processed that now.
1: The <laughs> emphasis was a little yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> You could fuck a melon, to be fair. <laughs> that is true. You could also tell someone
2: to do that as a way to dismiss them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, listen, if one person needs to go fuck a melon, it's <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> it's true. Uh, is now,
2: are these melons a type of berry?
1: Oh, no, don't no, start this again. <laughs> again, I can never stop. All I berry know discourse. is... it's the- You're thinking of Chuck Berry. And I'm back to let you know... I can really shake him down. I'm not even sure that was Chuck Berry.
0: No, it was. (laughs) Damn it, that was
1: Uh, Chubby Checker?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Matt, Matt, what is one Johnny B. good thing you've been up to this week? Mm. Yay!
0: Yep. Uh, Well, this sort of ties back to both television series and uh, wishing for a time when (laughs) there were small shops that would sell you ice cream. Um, I have been watching a BBC series that never aired in America and is impossible to get in America, but i done it through stealing. <laughs> My favorite <Yeah>. pastime, stealing. <laughs> um, they did a series called Turn Back Time. Have you guys heard of this show?
1: I have not.
0: Uh, so it was a BBC experimental series where they took a... Uh, what they call in England a high street, what we would call a main street in America, um, in a small town in England. And they bought all of the like closed-down storefronts there, and then they fixed them up to be lots of different time periods in British history. So it starts in the Victorian period, uh, and then every episode of the show is like three months apart, and they make these shops operate as if it is the Edwardian period, or, you know, uh, 1910, or World War II. Um, And it's, it's like, obviously modern-day shopkeepers who are coming in and trying to operate under a set of rules written for them by historians. It's great. It's really interesting. Uh, And, like, it shows you in practical terms why the forces of capitalism... Make it impossible for small businesses to succeed anymore. Um, in a way that you kind of understand uh, intellectually, but I think a lot of people are still of the thought process that, like, oh man, if only the big business owners were nicer, were like didn't weren't such assholes, then mm-hmm. this wouldn't have happened. But like the the shop owners on the show. <laughs> are all small independent store owners who hate big business taking over their stuff. And even they ended up destroying each other because <laughs> capitalism made it impossible for them not to. Yeah. yeah, of
2: course. When people talk about, ooh, small business owners will be hurt. I
0: don't care, small business owners yeah. suck too. No, yeah. no, Jeff, no, you're taking the wrong... <laughs> yeah. No, I want to take that message too. Lesson no. away
2: from the, this. The... What I'm saying is the issue is not the size of the business, it's the system
0: in which the business exists. Right, mm-hmm. but you can't blame the people who own the shops for that.
1: No. Uh, in real life, um, I will. On yeah, the show, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, in, re- in, in real life, small business owners are far more likely to have like OSHA violations and stuff, just because oh, no one yes. can hold them accountable. I'm not saying
0: all but small business owners are nice. I'm, I'm saying, saying all small business owners
2: are bastards.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that yes. might be true. I'm not sure. Um, uh-huh. But anyway, it's, it's good. It's fun to watch them wear weird costumes. Um, <laughs> it's very fun to see, like, how a blacksmith had to find a new job after the Victorian period.
1: What is the aim of this? Are they each trying to succeed in their time period? Like, are they competing against each other? Yeah, they kind of run it it's
0: weird because they kind of run it like it's a reality show where there's like at the end of each period there's these the judges come in and review uh. who made the most money and stuff like that but like that's such a minor piece of it and honestly that's the least interesting part of it so okay. I don't really care about that it's much more interesting to see like one of the shops is a couple who run an artisanal bakery uh, and they're there to be the bread makers but The wife isn't allowed to help until uh, 1910, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. all the previous eras, the husband, who isn't very good at baking, is the one who has to make all of the bread for the whole street. (laughs) They were so excited
1: when they cast that
0: couple, I bet. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yes, it's very funny. And, like, there are a few times where you see fights between people that are very clearly... Uh, like prompted by the producers of the show where they're like Mm. tell your wife that she's not allowed to help because she doesn't know how to make bread and he's like wait what Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then he has to say it on camera so that that's kind (laughs) of hokey but then there are some actual fights that break out over time uh where you're like oh yeah well these people are living on world war ii rations for a week of course they're gonna fucking hate and try to kill each other
1: yeah, you really need that war looming over you to bring mm. people together, huh? Yeah, I mean they do do some. There are some pretty
0: emotional moments when, like, all of the men in the street just have to leave for a while because mm. World War One broke out or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and that certainly uh, galvanizes the rest of the crowd. But you're right. Like at some point, being woken up every night by war raid sirens, you have to be like, "There's not even any fucking war going on." <laughs> this is yeah, the shit out of me. <laughs>
2: Ooh, do you yeah, think yeah. there were people who thought that back in war times? Where they were like, the, oh, war, yeah. the war's not real.
1: Why do we have these sirens? <laughs> Probably, well, there are definitely but... people who like didn't didn't want to agree with the blackout, that sort of thing. And people had to like, strong-arm them into it. Because mm-hmm.
0: people oh, are always man. terrible. Wouldn't uh, To live in the days when one person doing something that put everyone at risk meant that they would get like stoned to death in the street, and everyone would be like, yes, we all agree that that one person needed to die... Uh, I would love to live in a time like that.
1: (laughs) I mean, I agree with you, and I know exactly the parallel you're making, but also, (laughs) there were times when the crops were bad, and they're like, we have to kill this old woman in town about it. (laughs) That
0: wasn't so good. No, but there's got to be a middle ground there, right? (laughs) You hope so. I don't know if humans have ever found it. (laughs) You either... uh, It's... The
2: lottery you're, you're, or nothing.
0: You either die a sacrifice to the pagan gods or live long enough to become a, a vaccine truther. Yeah,
2: mm.
0: <laughs> That'd be good t-shirt, huh? Yeah.
2: Yep, that's actually what The Dark Knight was about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Becoming Two-Face was a metaphor for saying that vaccines cause autism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
0: That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Uh, anyway, the people in the show are varying levels of awful but uh, several of the shop owners are very sweet and it's really interesting to see people who have skills who are actually good at doing things doing those things for a living and how societal pressures make that easier or harder as time goes on mm-hmm. so if anyone is interested in history or fun period costuming or uh the the Tides, uh, the, the coming and going of the tides of capitalism, uh, I recommend it. I don't know how you can find it. I mean, I know you, <laughs> Louisa, and Jeff can watch it on my Plex if you want, but mm-hmm. anyone else, good luck. I think the first half of it is on YouTube if you
1: want to look for mm-hmm. it. Be careful. I check it out. It's, hard. it's a hard sell for me because I don't really know what it's about, and I know you can't really explain it, so. I did. Didn't I <laughs> explain it? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't get the the thrust of, like, you say it's sort of a game show, but not really sort of reality. Yeah, what are the really... goals of
2: the contestants?
1: I think it's mostly
0: like a a way to like have a living history of these things, so that you can see the pressures that people went through okay. in times when cameras didn't really exist.
1: I'm sure if I saw like a trailer for it, I would understand it better.
0: It's fine.
2: Uh, don't watch out that you don't do what I did and Google turn back time. Show and find the other BBC One show from a very s- close to the same era that was a talk show about celebrities and what they regret.
0: Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know about that one. When I was trying to find it to steal it, uh, I found a lot of people who labeled Cher's turn back time video as a show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the episode where she's on uh, the, uh, the navy ship, ship.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That's every episode. It's like one of those Return to Oz style sequels where it comes out a long time after the original. That was turn back time for Cher's career. Yep.
0: Uh, That was a good song, though. You can't deny it.
1: Yeah, I do like that song. I would never. It's a good one to sing. Anyway, uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? This week I've done something that I've thought and worried about for a long time. (sighs) I actually did it. And I Assassinated? Yes, <laughs> <heavenly laughs> oh. I've always wanted to. I found him in a wax museum. I cut his head off. You invented your
2: time platform so you could go back to b- before your mother got sent to hell.
1: Yeah, I should have said, speaking of turn back time, uh, I've invented yeah. a time machine.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I have opened a um, artist shop on Threadless. Ooh. Nice. Which is a... It's interesting. They're they're kind of a unique company. They sell art on T-shirts and uh, consumer goods that people submit to them. And the thing is, they don't they don't buy it from you. You still own the rights to your own artwork, and they will just print it for you, and you get a cut of the proceeds. Uh, they do this for artists that people vote on. So if people really like your design, they'll print it. But now also they offer a way for anyone to upload their own designs and have their own little shop. So it's not like you get the publicity of being uh, picked as a famous uh, piece of art that people really want on a t-shirt, but you do get to make your own stuff. So
0: I'm doing that. Yeah, when when you told us about this, I didn't realize that you were selling it on shirts because I didn't realize that uh, Threadless had this storefront functionality now, that, which is very cool. I think that's a good idea. Yeah,
1: yeah I, don't, I don't know <laughs> of anyone else doing this where you can... You can set up your designs in a shop, and then they handle the shop stuff. Of course, they take, like, 75% of the money. Yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah, I I feel like, I mean, it's not a million miles away from how Etsy was when it first started, where it's like, you're an artist or a craftsperson, you should handle the making of the thing, and then we'll handle all of the web part of it, and, Mm -hmm. like, we'll take a small amount of your money. Now Etsy is all, you know, algorithms driving people to certain stores and bad stuff. But in the the early days, I felt like that was the same sort of ethos.
1: Yeah. I feel like any platform for artists where the artists who use it have good things to say about it, that's Mm. a good sign. And that's Mm. very rare.
0: Yes. But okay. people do and like Rick Short-lived threadless. almost always, because as soon as it gets popular yeah. enough, somebody's going to be like, oh, well, we could be making more money
1: off of this by screwing people. <laughs> yeah, by just taking their artwork, giving them $100 and taking their design forever. But yep. no, they don't do that. Um, so yeah, if you are interested, it's the dire mushroom at threadless, dot threadless.com is where you would go. And you'll be able to see my shop. I just have a few things right now, but I'm going to add more. Yeah, so, I told you I already
0: did. I already bought one, Louisa. Why are you selling you. this? Thank you. This?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta get the other, the rest of the market. <laughs> Jeff, I gotta get... The, <laughs>
0: oh, no,
1: I already bought one, too. Damn
2: it! <laughs> I was just going to wait and not tell you until it arrived and then post a picture
1: of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Well, thank you, guys. Um... It was a hard process for me because um, I make all my art physically. I paint with paint and ink stands with physical ink on real paper. And it was very hard to convert these images in a good way to digital because I'm not uh, not comfortable, not even really interested in learning a lot about making digital art. So yeah, I forced myself to learn a program that would let me take my scans of my pictures and convert them into the type of image file that I wanted and needed to put on the website. And I did it, and I feel very good about that. Yay! Yeah, I'm, glad, very you, hard I'm, process.
2: I'm glad you figured it out, because you are extremely proficient with the, like, uh, mechanics of your, your physical arts, but uh, I hadn't realized that you had, like, no digital art background at all. So I was yeah. like, I'll just do it for you. It's fine. But then you figured it out, so now... <laughs> I don't have to, uh, do it for you like some kind of weird jerk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, it was also difficult because I have a bunch of art friends who only do physical art, and I have a bunch of tech friends, such as you guys, who only do tech things that aren't art, so there's no crossover to what is a good art program to use or how to use it.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I consider myself a little bit of an artist, uh... (laughs) Go on. An artist of, um... Of, Mm -hmm. um... (laughs) (laughs) What am I good at? Shit, I don't (laughs) know. Oh, you were gonna pick something you were good at? (laughs) I thought you were trying to just think of something funny. Oh, no, I was trying to think of something that I'm good at doing, but I guess nothing came to mind. The Art of
1: Illusion! Mm. Is this your card? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish
0: I was good at that. (laughs) That was my card.
1: Yeah, good, we've done it. I don't even know
2: how I knew that was my card. I couldn't see it.
0: Oh, you were just looking at a card that was sitting on your desk, Jeff, and of course that's your card You're in your house.
2: Yeah, but Louisa <laughs> knew when I was looking at it to say, ah, is this your
0: card? So.
2: Exactly. Illusions.
1: Uh, here's my problem, talking about things ever. I feel like that... Part of The Simpsons where the doctor tries to explain to Mr. Burns about all his diseases and is like, they're stuck in the doorway. It's Three Stooges Syndrome. And he tries to push a bunch of little toy germs through a door and they won't fit. This is me trying to give information and all my information at once is not fitting through the door. So I don't know how much I've actually explained my store at this point. What Uh, do you guys think? (laughs) I I threw in the fact
0: that it's t-shirts...
1: Mm -hmm. primarily
0: right now, which is the main piece of information I didn't have before Mm -hmm. and needed to have in order to make a purchase, because a lot of online stores now just sell cool art on stickers, and that's great, but I don't have a thing I want to put stickers on in my life. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that's the issue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the interface is very good with Threadless. It'll let you choose what type of merchandise and all the different colors that you want it to be available on. That's great. It's also kind of overwhelming because I do want to have my designs available on like mugs and beach towels and whatever, but I have to go and resize the files and do some other stuff. So basically like that's another step Mm -hmm. I need to uh, work with. It's tricky. It's tricky uh, trying trying to figure out what people will want to buy without actually knowing anything. I guess the main
0: question you still haven't answered is when will there be uh, designs related to this show available for people to purchase?
1: Uh, We need to come up with some good ideas. So, throwing it back at you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All the times we said that would be great on a t-shirt, I didn't write those down. So we'll just need to come up with a bunch of new ones. Uh, Well, you don't
0: do a dumpy pumpkin design. (laughs) I don't don't know who you are.
1: Oh, I yeah. will consider it. That will be such an inside joke that will anyone be interested? I mean, you could
0: just do a pumpkin stamp and then... With a huge butt? And, and it looks have the title dumpy. be Dumpy Pumpkin. No, have it be a pumpkin, uh, just a pumpkin design, and then do it. You can only buy it on the butt of a pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, great. (laughs) I'm sure that'll be well worth my time. (laughs) Your
2: your seasonal designs should just be based on those beautiful phrases, but they don't Mm. have to reference them in any other way besides that they were the prompt for your art.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. We still haven't come up with a spring one, though, or a winter
1: one? I thought we had a winter one that was Christmas-related, and I don't remember it now. Something about candy canes?
2: Possibly. Candy Cane Lane. No. Jeff. (laughs) Jingle Bell
1: Rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're getting somewhere interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Jingle be Bell a Rock. Is rock
2: with Jingle yeah. Bells on
1: it? Uh, yep.
2: The Jingle Bell Rock is sort of like the Rock of Gibraltar for Christmas.
1: <laughs> it's like the Blarney Stone if you kiss the Jingle Bell Rock. But uh... <laughs> you won't be able to
0: speak for the rest of your life. You'll only make bell noises. <laughs> oh, that
1: would be so nice. <laughs> Oh, that's a
0: blessing for you? Yes, exactly. Oh, no, she was saying if
2: it happened to one of us. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway, so there's a laborious process of thinking, oh, I have a design I would like to put on there. Okay, well, what I need to do is re-ink it and print it on paper. Make sure it's a good image. Then scan that image, upload it into the uh, printing, uh, the uh, art program, clean it up, uh, alter it in the ways that I want to upload it to Threadless, pick pick what things it's gonna go on and what colors and then it's available (laughs) this is something i need to streamline this is one of those things where it's just the steps you have to do but until you get good at them it's like everything's a struggle it is nice once
0: you like when you start something new and it takes forever if you can continually remind yourself like well the next time i do this It will be so much easier to do this step. And then once that step is easier, I can focus on improvements to this other step. Like, I used to have to train people on using software for work all the time. And so many people would be like, oh, I don't like this new software. It takes me ten times as long as the old software. Yeah, use the old software for five years. Like... Your first time doing a new process is going to be slower. Give it time, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very exciting. Um, two of my designs are very simple. Black ink on a transparent background is the file that I wanted. Yep. Um, could not be more straightforward, but like, how do I get there? Yep. The first time I converted one to that exact image, black and transparent, it took me probably an hour but the second time it took me five minutes because I knew what I was doing. Mm. Yep. So that was very gratifying. That's when you finally feel like you've learned something and not just that everything in life is a horrible struggle and you're never going to be good at anything.
0: Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> so when do you learn that? <laughs> uh, Once you get good at something, apparently, Jeff. We just need to figure that out. <laughs> oh, that'll
1: never happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so again, I'm, my okay. store... Yes?
0: I'm so curious if Jeff and I got the same design. Ooh. Yeah, I guess we'll find out one day. Yeah, I I think that it's better to wait and see.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, so I only have a few at the moment. I will be adding more this week. And, again, you can check out my store at thediremushrump.threadless.com. Yeah. And... A mushroom is an old-fashioned term for mushroom, which I just love, so I used it for that reason. It's also, it's also an archaic term for the way mushrooms like pop up suddenly after rain. It's someone who suddenly shows up and is like a like a social climber, and I really like that about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: that. I like that. Yeah, it sounds like modern slang for a butt.
1: Yes, also very good. <laughs> Uh, but Jeff, what did you do this week?
2: Uh, I ate a special hamburger for my birthday.
1: Ooh, oh. happy birthday! Uh,
2: thank you. I've spoken in the past about the, the Oklahoma Fried Onion Burger created mm. by the Burger Master George Motes. Uh, well, not created by, but he makes it for fun uh, based on, like, this supposedly the first recipe for a hamburger in the United States um and it is very thinly sliced fried onions on a very smashed flat uh patty of beef with cheese on a potato bun and it's very good uh and it's how I've been making burgers
1: Yeah, you told us about this, and I tried it from that uh, last year or two years ago, and I've made it for a while ever since. But I like that you can tell why it was popular for fast food, because you smash it so flat, the whole burger cooks in under five minutes, and that's pretty awesome.
2: Oh, incredible. It's very good. (laughs) Uh, But I've been waiting since pre-pandemic to go get the the burger from the guy, Mm -hmm. Uh, because he doesn't have a restaurant, he just does pop-ups. Uh, Because he doesn't really need to have a restaurant because he has, like, a, you know, an online TV show and, like, a book about the history of burgers. But he (laughs) likes to make them for fun. (laughs) Uh, And they happened to be doing a pop-up on on my birthday. So I went and it was pretty good. I felt like it was slightly undersalted, but the onion flavor was incredibly rich. Like mm. I haven't tasted onions like that before. It was very, very good,
0: so do they like caramelize the onions down, or is it just like a fried onion thing uh
2: they the onions get sliced with a mandolin slicer and then are um smashed into the top of the patty, so they they sort of raw, cook, yeah, oh. uh they cook a little bit. Uh, as as the burger is cooking initially and like infuse some of the juice into the meat. And then when you flip it they get uh like charred and and slightly caramelized pretty quickly because they're so thin. Um, yeah. and as the sort of like fat and juice from the beef, you know, uh drips down through the onion and onto the grill, and it's just it's it's a flavor sensation. Very, very good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd say the ones, well, I've I just made it myself at home, but it comes out a, like a cross between caramelized and, like, grilled onions, like mm. you get on a, like, a cheesesteak, Yeah, I really like.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it just, like, uh, it reminds me of
0: <laughs> some going through a journey. Here. Yeah.
2: Well, it, it, it reminds me of some of the, like, better, uh, fast food burgers, uh, or like the- older-seeming kind, like a White Castle is a very old-fashioned kind of... They've been around... They just celebrated their 100th anniversary or whatever.
0: Yeah. The, the kind of bird, burger you could imagine Wimpy asking for.
2: Exactly! <laughs> like, Jughead would have a whole plate of them stacked in a pyramid. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's It brings to mind that, or, like, the, the White Rose in Highland Park, which, Matt, I know you're familiar with, but, yes. uh, I... Don't know if anyone else would be, but that I think, that that might be my favorite burger ever from anywhere. Um, but also for, thinly for smashed with onions.
0: For mm. listeners who didn't go to college with Jeff and I, the White Rose was a, a little diner that was the only place that you could, that was open 24 hours a day that you could reasonably go to from uh, our college hometown, or not college hometown, our college town, uh, without having to get on the highway. So people would go there to get like burgers and stuff at like three o'clock in the morning and they were they had famously good burgers, question mark. I thought they were okay. They weren't the best burgers.
1: I wanna know about this burger, Jeff. Did you get cheese on? It? And what kind of cheese? Yes. Uh
2: the only options were uh double mm-hmm. or single, uh with or without cheese. Um and it comes with uh American cheese by default. I got I ordered three doubles with cheese uh, oh. and split them with my partner Sam as we sat in Prospect Park under the shade of a enormous, enormous tree uh, <laughs> that I do not remember the name of the species of the tree. But there is another person there who knew all about the trees.
1: Uh, they just hang out telling people about the tree because they so excited. About it. Was it the Lorax? Yeah, it was the Lorax.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> um, he was saying something about
2: a once and uh, he got kind of no. horny when he was talking about it. Oh,
0: wow. Last time I made my own burgers, I I like to grind my own meat for burgers, and I uh, I ground, I froze a stick of butter and ground up a stick of butter into it. Holy and, crap. Man, you guys, this is a good plan for making burgers. Yeah,
1: Cooks Illustrated says to do that. I'm like, huh, oh, <laughs> oh, that is smart. It's a good <laughs> so plan good. for dying. I mean, <laughs> it sounds really, together, really good.
0: good. You're already eating red meat. Like, it's it's not that much worse. I wonder,
2: like, do you get a leaner cut of meat to grind the butter up with? Uh,
0: well, I, I usually do a brisket, which is not a very lean cut of meat. Um, it is but, if you trim it. Well, I d- the actual I don't,
1: muscle is
0: yeah. Quite lean. I don't trim it that much. I trim yeah. it a little bit, um, but then I usually do a brisket and then a couple short ribs, which are very fatty. Mm. Um, and that that comes out as a pretty decent balance. But I found that the butter adds a, a sweetness to it that mm-hmm. that offsets the savory flavors in a really nice way. Mm. Delicious.
1: Jeff, yeah, hold on. You said go on. You said about these fancy famous burgers. Yeah. The, the choice was American cheese or, but then you didn't say what the or was. Oh, cheese or not cheese? <laughs> oh, okay. So they only had American cheese.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. American cool. cheese. Uh, the the like beef is a very specific company. Like. Sh- weed and sons or something and then Martin's Mm -hmm. potato bun Um, Mm -hmm. and the the, you know the small menu means that it was two guys cooking and they were making like god maybe 40 burgers 40 burger patties (laughs) at a time on each of their grills Uh, so like it was a long line and then a long wait for the burger after but not that bad because it would be like Oh, yeah, I waited in line for maybe 10 minutes, and then
0: after waited for... And all I got was this Lassie T-shirt. Exactly. uh,
2: Waited after for my burger for like 20 or 30 minutes, but like every time burgers came up, like 10 people got all their food.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's nice with a thin burger like that that you don't have to worry about how people want it done, because there's just cooked or not cooked. There's nothing else. (laughs) Yep.
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I liked about it. And that's what I liked about White Rose when I used to live near there, is there were times where I ordered a burger, and before I finished paying for it, the guy at the grill had handed me the burger already <laughs> done and ready.
1: Mm-hmm. They have yeah. pretty
0: good milkshakes there, too. Mm. Uh They're really good for if you were hungover. <laughs> well, everything's good for that.
2: <laughs> Everything that you can get in a college town.
0: Yeah, getting a little mm-hmm. greasy burger and a milkshake is a great hangover remedy. I found.
2: Ugh. Now I'm thinking about burgers, but no, I have tacos that I made yesterday, and I will survive on tacos for the rest of the week.
0: Nice tacos. I made spaghetti and meatballs last night, and I'm like, how how Ooh. many days is this gonna carry me? <laughs>
2: mm, depends on uh, how hungry you
0: are for meatballs. Yep.
2: Did you make like a whole big like cauldron of
0: them, like a like a straganona? Yeah. I've realized that <laughs> real um, mm-hmm. that there's no point in making a meal of spaghetti without just making the whole box. Like, just dump the whole box in there. Otherwise, you're just huh. wasting your time. I agree. So,
1: I don't agree at all. <laughs> I do, like, a quarter of the box
0: at a time. I'll, I'll do that if I'm having, like, a little lunch pasta dish or whatever. But if I'm making hmm. a dinner, I mean... Part of it, Louisa, is that you know I'm making dinner for for two people, and yeah. having leftovers means we'll go through them fairly quickly. Ooh, so it's you're a little different, too. Yeah. <laughs> you um, have- hold
1: on, though. Do you find that being able to store cooked pasta and then reheat it works? Because I would always rather boil it fresh. I've never had a good experience storing it. Um, if you're if you're having a meal where the pasta really
0: pops out as like the the star of it, you know, like a scampi or whatnot. Yeah. Um, then then yes, you're right. But in um, spaghetti and meatballs, where really the flavor of the pasta is going to be covered up mostly by tomato anyway, mm, I find I that it doesn't true. make a difference. And
1: the sauce will stop it from sticking together in the fridge, I suppose. Yep. Uh, I,
0: mean, I I... I, I every civilized human after their pasta is drained drizzles a little olive oil over and tosses it so that it doesn't stick together Though, right?
1: <laughs> well I don't know if I'm going to put a sauce on it because I want it to absorb doing? that sauce I want it to absorb doing? that sauce it's going to absorb the sauce
0: the oil helps it absorb the sauce
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Ugh. disagree with all of this I think it's a foul perversion no, uh I, I I'm fine reheating pasta. If you let it cool no, no, if you let no. it cool to room temperature before you put no. it in the fridge, it doesn't stick and it doesn't get all gloopy. No.
1: Or,
0: no. Jeff and I are right.
2: Reheat it you can also reheat it by like tossing it in a pan with some garlic and oil, that's pretty good.
1: Or you could just boil some more water and make some more pasta, because it takes five minutes. What am I, have all this goddamn time in the world? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have a microwave and major depressive disorder.
1: <laughs> you're, you're a real joker. You yeah. have <laughs> to lie in bed and eat your pink cooked pasta.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, I just ground up that clown painting that Banksy made, and now I have to, <laughs> I have to, have to, to relax to consider if life has any meaning. Which it <laughs> doesn't, thing. because I'm mm-hmm. DAMAGED. <laughs>
0: Broke, I'm broken <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: so what do we do on this show you ask burgers. Wow, about burgers. we mostly talk about cooking is what I've noticed <laughs> um, we go to the wikihow uh, website mm-hmm, the, that's suggest- right. the suggested articles page oh you've been, been going put to a the word website word in. Well, yeah I've been going to the um, real
2: life store <laughs>
0: What does that mean? The brick and mortar, uh, wiki mm-hmm. How. Oh, I love that. I love that show. It's so edgy. Yeah, <laughs> aliens also have butts. You know. I've or heard more. that. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <anyway. laughs> um, we go to the wiki You're the one who started the terrible jokes, Jeff. Yeah, I just Jeff continued. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. I know that I've. That was not a groan at you doing the wrong thing. It was a groan at me accepting my fate. <laughs>
0: Uh, we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page, and we enter a random word into the uh, suggested articles so that we can see a list of th- questions people have asked to learn how to do them through WikiHow. And uh, today, Jeff, <laughs> stop. Today we are <laughs> uh, we are dealing with the word rich. Hooray! Almost none
1: of these are actually the word rich.
0: So several of them are, like how to get rich in real estate. Um, <sighs> okay, that's true. Not the name of a musical. <laughs> You need to have bought a house, like, 15 years ago, and then you're rich in real estate. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, you need to have... Your your parents need to have bought an emerald mine in, mine in South Africa. No, no, no,
0: no. You're thinking of Elon Musk. We need to steer more towards Jared... What's-his-face? Jared Leto?
2: The Joker? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs>
0: Well, you just your need to your parents need to have uh, bought a, uh, a, a Lafex gas mine <laughs> that was that. called Smilex
1: Smilex it's it comes Smile-X. right up out of the earth that way it's yeah. all natural <laughs> yep
2: the Gotham Hillbillies, <laughs> the smilex bubbling out of the earth, and they all.
0: Wouldn't it be great if the Joker's whole thing was he didn't even care about clowns, but he had so much smilex gas that occurred naturally? And he's like, "How do I turn the resources I have into money?" Oh, I know. Yeah, that's he's
2: not a he's not a criminal mastermind. He just has that Sigma grind set.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the first step is giving it to everyone unwillingly. <laughs> somehow that makes him rich. Yeah. yeah,
0: as if he becomes an insane clown themed criminal, then <laughs> having this stuff will uh, make it so that he can do crimes and steal and make money. Fair
2: but, enough. More how, valuable than money. How does yep. he? How does he whip up a posse after he becomes an insane clown themed criminal?
0: Mm, uh, I guess by becoming really super Christian
1: somehow. <laughs> So they did. Uh,
2: uh, they were popular got, before that, and then
1: I think they gets, stopped doing that.
2: <laughs> who knows?
1: If he gets way into Fago, he could put some of that Smilex into Fago, maybe. Ooh. That's alright. It's already making people smile when they drink it.
0: Um is Fa- <laughs> Faygo still a going concern, yes? Yes. yes. I've seen it if, in stores. If Fago began producing a line of soda called Smilex, it would be so fucking popular. <sighs> yeah,
1: of course. I think we're. I think people drink fucking Soylent Green. <laughs> There's no, you can't get worse than that. It's Green not name. called
0: Soylent Green. It's just called Soylent.
1: <laughs> you know that's what they're referencing. So oh, yes. you can't get any worse of than that. Of
0: course, that's what they're referencing. Yeah, but. you can't get any worse because it wasn't.
2: I learning this was wild to me. But that twist where it's people is not in the source material that the movie's based on. They just added that. Yep. <laughs> what that's What weird. could the book possibly be about? <laughs> If Soylent isn't people in the book, what is the book about? It's a
1: good question. <laughs> I'm thinking about Rod Serling putting that ending on uh, Planet of the Apes. Spoilers, it was Earth all along. Yeah, spoilers
2: and... for the DVD cover
1: of Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and the fact that that wasn't in the book is kind of insane.
0: Yeah. Well, people, I feel like sci-fi back in the like 50s didn't need to have a point. Like, so much of yeah. that, that like, pulp sci-fi, the... the, the it was uh, more like
1: journal writing to get out all your feelings about World
0: War Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there were so many where it's like aliens came to Earth and then baseball players beat them up with baseball bats the end. <laughs> Does it mean I feel something? more like
1: it's, like, here's a guy who lives in a weird twisted society. It's so fucked up, isn't it? His name it? is the, the Joker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's Fahrenheit 451.
2: Oh, God. I hate that one so much. I like that book. It's frustrating because it's extremely well-written. Like, the prose is delightful.
0: The story is... stupid. Oh, I forgot, Jeff, you love burning books. Uh, You're pro-burning books. The story is just...
2: I wish kids would stop watching so much goddamn television and
1: go back to reading about Tarzan. Yeah, well... (laughs) I guess that story does have kind of a point, though, right? About, like, preserving things of the past. Don't people become, like, living books for the yeah. books that have been burned? The, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the thing that bothers me uh, the most about it is that the author was a huge conservative, but it was, mm. the book gets misread about being anti-government and anti-censorship. And he's like, no, I just thought people were listening to the radio and watching TV too much.
0: <laughs> but yeah. it. I feel like that is the, a selling point for this book because every time that a conservative tries to demonize uh, things about liberalism, they end up just describing conservatism, <laughs> and that. Or
1: they're is- like, "You sickos probably want a, a, a society like this," and then they describe a perfect society that's exactly like what we would want. Like, yeah, we do want that. Yeah,
0: yeah. They either describe something that everyone thinks is good, or they describe conservatism. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: uh, And that, uh, Fahrenheit 451, is a perfect example of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I'm reimagining, since I'm still thinking about the Joker, of course, mm-hmm. uh, I'm reimagining the Joker uh, as a sort of alt-right YouTube pundit. Mm-hmm. There's no, thought he already was. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So he would be going on YouTube talking about how it's statistically impossible for uh, women to orgasm or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. Getting owned on Twitter, and then everyone, uh, he gets a whole gang of, he gets a whole gang of followers on the basis of sympathy, and then they also agree with his kill the Batman agenda.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. it, it's in the next five years if there isn't a batman comic wherein the joker has a very successful youtube series then the writers of batman are just not doing their job yeah i mean like the spider J- jameson exactly. already runs a fucking uh, alex jones style radio <laughs> empire
2: yeah they turn they turned the daily bugle into info wars and was like yep
0: makes perfect sense yep <laughs>
1: That's a shame. You you want to like J. Jonah Jameson, even though he's a bastard. You want to yeah. like him though, also.
0: Well, at one point the idea was that J. Jonah Jameson wasn't necessarily a bad person. He right. was just like trying to do a job of reporting what he thought was true. Uh, yeah. but now he's got become this like alternative facts goblin. yeah. Uh, there's already two goblins in the Spider-Man comics.
2: Oh my god, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, and Alternative Facts Goblin? What'll they yeah. think of
1: next? <laughs> Those two are related, though, right? Hobgoblin was Green Goblin's son?
0: Uh, There's yeah. like five Hobgoblins. Well, okay. Yes. The first Hobgoblin was Green Goblin's son, I think. No, right? the
2: first Hobgoblin was just some guy...
0: <laughs>
1: just a little guy? A weird little guy? Yeah, just, just a, a weird little goblin. guy flying around. Uh,
0: was gr- was Green Goblin both the th- yep. th- Norman and then eventually Harry? Yep. Is that what I'm thinking of? <laughs> yes, there was is. also a
2: heroic Green Goblin at one point who was uh, Ben Urich's
0: son. I fucking <sighs> hate how Marvel Comics had to make every villain a hero of a comic at some point. Venom is never a hero, you guys. He's a giant black blob of eating people. That's his whole thing. He can't be a hero, goddammit. He's a
2: horny goo alien who hates Spider-Man, and that's his only defining characteristic.
0: (laughs) The idea that fucking somebody made a movie of that where Spider-Man
1: isn't there is insane.
2: Oh, my God. It makes
1: me
0: so
2: angry sometimes. (laughs) The best
1: Venom was Topher Grace with slightly pointy teeth.
2: yes. (laughs) I am so obsessed with the tease at the end of Venom 2 that made you think Venom and Spider-Man would meet, and then they didn't meet.
1: <laughs> that's very good.
2: Venom's like, ooh, who's that guy? I'm going to go hang out with Spider-Man and meet him yeah. and see what that's all about. And then he just doesn't meet him?
0: Yeah. We, <laughs> nice. We talked on this show before about when we first saw uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the the post credit sequence. I didn't realize that that was a sequel post credit sequence (laughs) to the post credit sequence from Venom Two, but apparently at the end of Venom Two, there's there's a scene where um, Venom is sucked into a parallel universe and ends up at like a, a resort somewhere, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go find this Spider Man guy," and then he so canonically he just didn't he decided to get drunk instead. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, uh, if you've classic.
2: seen the Venom films, that is his M.O. I know, but oh my god, he goes to fight like... Carnage uh, in the second one. He's like, oh nope, that's a red guy. Bye,
1: <laughs> and then he leaves.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Those movies can't be good, right? <laughs> oh, they're the not. First one on a plane.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. Maybe I should watch them. <laughs> they are not good, but they are fun to watch.
0: Hmm. Part of the problem I feel like is. Tom Hardy,
1: is that his name? Yes. Tom Hardy was Venom, Tom yes. Holland was Spider-Man. Who, which one are you talking about?
0: No, I was talking about Tom Hardy. Okay. I think Tom Hardy is very good as a secondary character in a movie, but as soon as I, he's the main character, I, it's too much. He's too much for me.
2: What if we, clumps style, had him play all the characters in a oh, movie? Oh, God. <laughs>
0: he can get but all that his that's... weird voices out in one film. The fact that he does the voice of the Venom symbiote as well is already too much for me. Yeah,
2: like, that we should have weird.
0: gotten a different actor for that. It's,
2: it sounds like he's. I thought when I saw the movie that it was like Keith David or somebody because it sounds yeah. like it sounds like Keith
0: David. Yes, this is my problem. Like, if you're going to have him do a dumb voice anyway, (laughs) just have somebody else do it.
1: No, but isn't that a good idea in that it becomes the uh, unchecked id of this character, Mm. right? The
0: the only way that I would accept it is if in the third Venom movie we find out that he doesn't have a suit and it's all been in his head the whole time.
1: Oh, he's a real American psycho. How...
0: how How has he been doing all the superpower things? He doesn't... Ha- they haven't been happening. He's just been beating people up oh. with his human body. So
2: he just goes <laughs> off a ramp in a motorcycle and then crashes and is very badly injured <laughs> and hallucinates the rest of that day. Or maybe
0: maybe it turns into the a... Uh, it's actually never been a Venom movie. It's always been the sentinel, that superhero who has bipolar disorder and doesn't know when he's being a superhero and when he's being a supervillain. Mm.
1: I feel like, even though they say they don't, uh, superhero comics still abuse ideas of mental illness way too yes. much.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 Yeah, A yeah, hundred sure. times yes.
1: <laughs> They're always like, no, we don't do that anymore. Moon Knight, uh, it's a different thing. It's not like a multiple personality thing, but it kind of is, though, isn't it? I uh, <laughs> think that... The end, of, the end of Moon Knight had a big twist, and I'm like... Is this okay? <laughs> hmm, interesting. I
0: went looking after,
2: uh, and it seemed like the response from people who have the right to have an opinion about dissociative identity disorder, which is not me, but like mental health professionals or people who've dealt with that, uh, that condition, uh, all seemed to agree that it was at worst, innocuous, and at best, like, a pretty good depiction of the function of the disorder. Um, Okay. I
1: guess that's something.
0: Yeah. It just... The thing that frustrated me about it is that they were teasing a certain explanation for his uh, personalities that made a lot of sense, and would have been great, and would have been magic so they they weren't, like, leaning on the mental health problems so heavily, Mm -hmm. and then... That turns out not to be true. Yeah. Okay. I, well,
2: I mean, it, see, it feels like it was enhanced by the magic. Like, the magic
0: participated. Um, <laughs> I mean, many times Honshu is like, I picked you because you were already like this.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but we also know that Honshu is a liar.
2: F. Murray Abraham never plays a heroic boy.
1: Maybe he was just horny for Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Is Ooh. that possible?
2: Oh, everyone mm. is. We yeah, all exactly.
1: Are. Exactly. That
2: show has two Oscars Isaac in it. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, at least. At least.
0: T- spoilers for the end of that series, but there's probably a third Oscar Isaac somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we only ever see two on screen at once. That's true, but we do see him sometimes black out, and it's neither of him, but he still did a thing. Yeah.
2: Hmm, okay. It's it's that uh, that YA novel. Uh, I don't want to write an action scene thing, or I guess like the Hobbit also does this, where the main character just passes out for
0: the coolest stuff. Yep. Oh yeah. (sighs) It's like in old movies when if something very special effects intensive had to happen, you would just see the main characters watching it and reacting to it. (laughs) (laughs) Just wincing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh my god, did you see that airplane explode, they say, pointing at the sky?
2: (laughs) The season one finale of Heroes comes to mind where there's just some blinking lights in the next room.
0: Yeah, ugh. Man, they really whiffed it at the end of Heroes. Heroes, the first season of Heroes would have been one of the most perfect television seasons of all time. Except, all we ever wanted was to see Peter Petrelli actually be cool. And then that's the scene
1: they didn't show?
2: Yep, nope, he he goes into a warehouse and it just kind of...
1: No, all I ever wanted to see was Peter Petrelli not get those powers, because he was so sure he was going to get them, exactly. and he didn't, and that was the hook yeah, of the been... pilot, and it was great. He fucking never should have got powers. And then they decided to give him all the powers, because they don't care. The fact that they were
0: like, okay, in season two, he's overpowered, so we need to take away all of his powers, and then give him different, also very yeah. powerful powers. Yeah. Fuck off. Oh, yeah.
1: Anyway, how do you find ostrich burgers? <laughs> Speaking of burgers, Jeff, did you see any at your burger fest? Uh,
2: no, I was of one mind. There may have been... <laughs> I know there were duck burgers, which is sort of like a small, uh, short-necked ostrich. Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. true. I mean, probably... Do you think ostrich Here's meat... The thing. T- I've had ostrich meat. It yeah, doesn't me taste that much different from other poultries. Yeah,
1: Agreed. Also, I feel like anywhere that sells ostrich burgers will make sure that you know they sell ostrich yes, that's burgers. So they're not there is buy. a, for
0: some psychotic reason... Okay, I need to explain... Louisa, you already know all this. Jeff, you're going to be surprised by this. <laughs> okay. I need to explain the, the complicated history of a restaurant in Newark, Delaware called Mad <laughs> Max <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: that okay. started out as mainly a bar.
1: That Which was called... called
0: Matilda's at the time. Matilda's, yes. It was started as Matilda's. It was a very slightly Australian themed bar.
1: The owner was actually Australian. That yes. was the only connection, though.
0: Then it became an Australian themed restaurant in the style of like a TGI Fridays, more so than in the style of an outback steakhouse. Uh, and they had things like kangaroo meat and ostrich burgers and stuff like that. It was fine. Then they changed the name to Mad Max. Then they changed the theming of it to be macaroni-themed, but they still had some Australian hints there.
1: Yes, I I should mention at this point, it's Mad Max, M-A-C apostrophe S. Yes, but that's still an Australia
0: thing, kind of. That's (laughs) fun.
1: It is pretty good, yeah. But yes, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> now
0: it's just a restaurant where you can get, like, eight types of mac and cheese. That's all it is. So, yeah. like, that's pretty crazy. But at one yes. point, Matilda's had ostrich burgers, which is why everyone from New York, Delaware has had ostrich burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They were fine. Yep. Yeah. They are less good than turkey burgers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> I do love their logo, which is a little wedge of cheese, a little cartoon wedge of cheese with arms and legs reaching out for a hug from a little uh, cartoon piece of macaroni, also reaching out for a hug.
0: <laughs> but they can never hug. That's the the oh,
1: tragedy of so Oh, tied
2: in uh, to the previous one. How to tell an ostrich from an emu? Mm.
0: Presumably yeah. while you're eating burgers of both. Oh, but one of them always tells the truth and the other one always mm, lies. It's true. Mm. Uh, then I'll. Emus
1: ask- are smaller, aren't they? And they're black and green, whereas ostriches are pink and gray and white. Yeah, I think an emu looks
0: absolutely nothing like yeah. an ostrich. <laughs> yeah. They're
1: the same shape. If you if you were like, what's that Pokemon, and you just saw a silhouette, you might have a little trouble, right? I don't think so. I don't
0: think emus have that long neck like that.
2: Yeah, they do have a
1: long yeah. neck. Oh, uh, do they? Okay. It's,
2: it has more feathers on it. Yeah, in, it's got it, like a fluffy In that it does head. have feathers on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh... Yeah, the emu sort of is like a willow tree version of an ostrich. What are you, what? It's got sure, it's, it's got it. it's got sort of like a real nice feather pattern that is uh, sort it of looks flops like down. if an ostrich got wet.
1: Yeah, looks
2: like if an ostrich got wet.
1: <laughs> it looks like if an ostrich was an elder from the dark crystal. The emu is a skeksis. Mm-hmm. No.
2: Yeah, the emu absolutely <laughs> looks
1: like a marionette of an
2: ostrich. And the ostrich looks like there's a guy in there puppeting it.
1: Yeah, you'll never get them confused. They're from different continents also. Uh,
0: okay, how to get rich without winning the lottery. Uh-oh. Guys. I know, that was that's everyone's way of getting rich is by winning the lottery, but we need to come up with <sighs> another solution. Can you... Be born to rich parents. I'm going to say that's the number one choice. That See, the word get at the beginning of this mm. implies you started out already and you're not rich yet. So I'm going to say mm. no on being born to rich parents. Can you
1: win the lottery? Mm. The word without. Oh, damn. Damn it. <laughs> guys. Not me.
2: Guys. Sorry. Uh-huh. Slightly uh-huh. off topic.
1: Mm. Ostriches
2: don't live in Australia at all.
1: I know, I said they're from different continents, I just said it.
2: Right, but I
1: thought... Oh, the restaurant thing? No, I don't think they cared. I they're thought like for sure burger.
2: that emus were going to be the ones that were not in Australia when <laughs> I looked to see which they were from. But ostriches will <laughs> only live on the continent of Africa.
0: Yes, This is
1: why the Australian coat of arms has a kangaroo on one side and an emu on the other.
0: Yeah, and they had that emu war. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, no. This is a real thing for history. Uh, after World War II, I think, a bunch of veterans came back and didn't have jobs, so the Australian government was like, go make farms in the outback. And so they started growing wheat, and then a bunch of emus would come through every couple months and just eat all of the crops. Uh, so then the Australian government mobilized the army to fight the emus, but apparently emus are kind of bulletproof. <laughs> so they lost the war (laughs) Emu, because emus have those floaty feathers it's very hard to shoot at the part of them that is their actual meat Uh, and apparently they also are like they have like very thick skin so you can they can take four or five shots before they go down Uh, so yeah the australian army lost a war to the emus
1: Mm, and if they get close enough they can kill you with a kick i believe
0: yep Mm, although actually there were try. no casualties on the human side in the war okay. well, that's they just something I guess they couldn't kill emus fast enough to stop them from doing <laughs> this and so they just left
2: this is the absolute <laughs> funniest little wikipedia page blurb <laughs> because it's like an actual war mm-hmm. uh, it provides the date and the location also known as great war. emu war emu ah, war that would be great
0: <laughs> oh, that's the insane clown posse against cure fans <laughs>
2: Uh, participants, 20,000 emus, Sir George (laughs) Pierce, Major GPW (laughs) Meredith, Royal
0: Australian Artillery,
1: outcome, failure. (laughs) Yep. I love
0: it. Uh, Uh. I said that thing a minute ago about the emo war, and I know that some people are going to be like, Insane Clown Posse is not emo, but... If the emotion that you're talking about is anger, (laughs) I think you'll find that they are emo.
1: Now, I would like to say that the uh, decorated military of the emo war are definitely the uh, My Chemical Romance in that Black Black Parade parade video video where they're wearing military costumes. Also, the guy
0: from... uh, Panic at the Disco, who was always wearing a weird, like, admiral's jacket. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Brandon Yuri for sure, uh,
2: is at least adjacent to the dark carnival of Insane Clown Posse
1: lore. <laughs> We've talked way more about emus than ostriches, which are actually on this. We've so. also talked <laughs>
2: yeah. a lot about the Insane Clown Posse
0: this episode.
1: <laughs> How to get rich in farming.
0: Uh, grow drugs.
1: Yeah. Grow wheat, but not where emus can get it. Mm. Grow wheat, but with a D at the end instead of a T. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right. Weed. (laughs) I I think that's the only way to get rich in farming, right? Uh, Or be like a giant conglomerate. I don't think they're getting rich even. I mean, fucking
0: Conagra is getting rich somehow, Louisa. Uh,
1: But they're getting rich from like... making uh, weird real estate shell corporations or something. They're not getting rich from the farming.
2: I don't even know what constitutes getting rich anymore because Mm. like there's no such thing as a profitable company for the most part. Like Uber and Netflix and like maybe even Amazon? Like they don't no, Amazon does. Those other ones—they yeah. don't turn a profit. They just keep getting investors who are like, one well, day yeah, this company's going to turn, profit. turn profits.
0: Lots of them do. Like medical companies, like health insurance companies, yeah, turn sure. a
1: profit. Uh, uh, like, I think for a person, I would say you are rich when you could stop working altogether and live at your comfortable current level of comfort for the rest of your life. Then oh. you're rich.
0: So, once I turn 70, I'll be rich. Exactly. <laughs> because I'm planning on dying at
1: 71. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> oh, that's very good. But how do you heal trichomoniasis with herbs? I am pretty sure that's the um, n- neurotic disorder where you uh, compulsively pull out your hair. Oh. Can you drill a hole in your head?
2: I'd I like where this is going. In there. You could put a little candle in there. I mean, you there. could
1: do that. You could do those things. That is true. Would they help, do you think? As much nerves. as trying to heal your
0: <laughs> very real psychological <laughs> disorder with herbs would, yeah. I know I do one, want to say. I know one herb that would help.
1: Oh, get rich farming this herb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta look up Chico now so we're not talking about the wrong thing the whole time. But I think, um... Uh, rosemary is supposed to help you regrow your hair
2: oh no it's a sexually transmitted illness
1: ah oh, damn it oh,
0: Damn.
1: Um, you can probably rosemary put rosemary oil on that, it
0: I think rosemary is the thing that you hand to your lover before you throw yourself into the moat of the castle you live in if I, if Hamlet has taught me anything
1: I thought it was pansies she,
0: she has like a whole list of things she uh, gives true. to different people pansies are for thoughts rosemary for remembrance i believe oh that's true
2: can you make a shirt where the title is pansies are for thoughts like t-h-o-t-s pretty good
1: (laughs) yeah for that coveted uh shakespeare festival nerd demographic uh people love that shit people eat that shit up yeah (laughs) i mean that's true you could have
0: uh (sighs) what about telling the difference between a hawk and a handsaw and you had a hawk that was also a handsaw
1: like a pokemon
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Hawksaw. Trichotillomania <laughs> is the hair pulling one. Uh, Damn,
1: that one's way more fun. This one's just sad because it's a real yeah. Uh, infection.
0: Yeah. Well, How to prevent trichinosis?
1: C- cook your pork,
0: man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cook, cook your pork,
0: man, yeah. and then eat him.
1: Yeah. Soylent Green uh, made of pork, man. <laughs> yeah. Grind up your
0: pork, mold it into a little man, mm-hmm. grill it, eat it. Grab your pork man
2: to make your bread. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Is this what J O I is? (laughs) I was gonna say I feel like we fully ground down this bit to find any comedy nuggets in it, and we're done with it now. Oh, but <laughs> you,
0: you didn't reckon on me pulling out the uh, porno slang. We're ready to we're ready to yeah. ship the pink
2: slime that we've ground it to, so that it can go make <laughs>
0: subpar nuggets. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man, how to research Richard M. Nixon?
1: You're already um, doing it.
0: Yeah, you've begun. It's so wild that you would type the words Research Richard M. Nixon into WikiHow when you could have typed one less word into Google
1: and gotten the answer immediately. Yeah. I feel like people don't know how to get good search results, uh, which search engines are actively working against you being able to do, so I don't think WikiHow is going to help you figure that out. Yeah. You need to,
0: like... You need to treat the algorithm of a search engine like a bad dog that you are training to be good, yeah. and like as soon as you see something that is not what you're looking for,
1: it'd be like no, yeah, this is this not is what wrong. I wanted. Incorrect. I yeah. will not give you feedback. You're worthless to me. Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: and then you start spitting on the Google. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeff, are you? You're not spitting on a dog, are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, when you do the "it's worthless to me" talk, <laughs> do. You-
0: you do spit
2: on, on a dog, dog. afterwards? <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't say you're worthless to me to a dog, so of course I don't spit on a dog I uh, I do
0: I do love saying incredibly hurtful insults to dogs because yes. you cannot process them.
1: <laughs> Where you're like, look at this little asshole.
0: I know. What's he up uh, to?
1: And they're just like, eat chewing on a toy. They don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> or like if you, there's a squirrel in the yard and you're like, hey, you're a
0: little fucker, aren't you? He's <laughs> like, yeah. You're the stupidest little guy that ever lived. I know. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I love looking at birds and being like, like these dumb assholes. <laughs> They're so stupid. <sighs> it's very good. <laughs> is this a, is this, like, just us thing? Yes, are I think so. Are people gonna listen to this and be like, these people are genuinely insane? Yes, of course they are. Oh no.
1: We're only here to reinforce each other's
0: okay. problems. <laughs> That's why I don't listen to this show.
1: <laughs> How do you pick phosphorus-rich grains? I'm pretty sure they glow in the dark, so you want to pick mm-hmm. those after the sun goes down. Yeah, but you have to crunch them up real fast. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> like winter green lifesavers.
1: Oh, I hit him with a hammer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I... I was looking that up this past week because I always thought that it was something to do with your mouth like the saliva in your mouth that helped it to flash. I didn't realize oh, you no. could just hit it with a hammer and it would flash. Oh
2: yeah, you could squeeze it with uh with pliers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Why does it do that? Cuz it's not a it's, it releases light but no heat. Isn't that correct? Which is a weird thing.
0: Yeah, it's some there the there's a chemical in there that like more efficiently produces light than if it than sound or heat to off-gas its uh, energy. That's amazing. Energy. We're probably not
2: supposed to put that in our bodies, right?
1: Uh, uh, it's it's a miracle of science. It was given to
0: us by science. Look, look so. at lightning bugs. They got that chemical all over the place. Yeah, I'm always looking You out. can crunch those up
1: as much as you want. I'm getting <laughs> hugged by 10,000 of them at a time. The mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no real owl city. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the place I go
2: after the lightning bug hugs to get hard drugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a Dr. Seuss book you're writing yeah. about your, your evening. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> after you crunch up your phosphorus rich grains. And finally,
0: how to act like Gloria Pritchett from Modern Families. Now, I swear Is there to a God. thing called Modern Families? <laughs>
1: Well, Mordern Families,
0: first of all. Oh, yeah. Is there a thing called Mordern Families?
1: Because it's written that way, I swear to God we've had this question before, because Pritchett is also spelled wrong. I really, really think maybe this is some kind of meme or something. I don't get it, but that makes me even more suspicious that it's a Zoomer meme. Hmm. Okay. Well. Because <laughs> okay. it's all. It, I remember last time it was Mordern Families as well.
0: It sounds like a Lord of the Rings thing when you say modern families. Yes, it does.
2: Let's see, I'm going to Google modern families. Mm-hmm. I guess really good
0: at archery would be a good start. I feel like being good at archery is, like, prerequisite to any fantasy thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I would say, first you need to research what this character is and what they're like, and
0: then be like that. Mm-hmm. Watch the things that they do, and then do those things Other times, yeah. Uh, Which character? I guess you could do it at the same time as them, as for practice. This
1: is Sofia Vergara's character.
0: Yeah, it seems so. I've literally never watched even one second of Modern Families.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's
0: Sofia Vergara's
2: character. Uh, (sighs) I don't know. Drink a lot of champagne and wear a low-cut dress. That seems to be what the Modern (laughs) Family wiki is showing. One picture of her doing.
0: Be really angry at. Your very old husband a lot of the time, I think, is her thing, and right? very old. I annoyed, don't think
1: she's so. angry. She just yells a lot. Mm. <laughs> well. That sounds like... Uh, potato patata.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a type of anger. Yep. <laughs> when you yell a
1: lot a lot for no reason. <sighs> I thought someone was going to reference, I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot. <laughs> but that didn't come up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. All right.
0: Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, if you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod, or uh, you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. Just send us a message on Mastodon to get an invite. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. And also go to the Dire Mushroom on Mastodon. Hooray! You scooped me. Well, you can do it, too. We should all do it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I would recommend going to the Dire Mushroom and buying some shirts. Uh, but if you're really interested in what I have to say,
0: too bad. Shut up. Go away.
1: <laughs>
0: Negging. Like it. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. Uh, you can talk to me and tell me that you don't remember the name of my store, and I will give it to you again at x y z.
0: All right, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you like to come back next week, but in the meantime, please don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Ba 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 ba, I like it. <laughs>
1: you have to know how to horse.
0: your new catchphrase, Jeff. Yeah, it's one that I wrote down
2: for a previous episode, and I don't know if I ever used it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that there's little notes just around your apartment that are like <laughs> bada up ba ba like it. No, they're
2: all in a Google document. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm well, stopping that, that recording right now. Yeah. Okay.